Hello, I'm Martin Kelly, senior editor of Friends Journal, and we're doing a video chat today with Katie Breslin, who is a student at ESR, and more uh, importantly at the moment, uh, just wrote an article for us, Quakers respond, uh, Quaker meetings respond to the coronavirus. So uh, welcome, Katie. Thank you so much, Martin. I'm such a huge fan of Friends Journal, so I'm grateful to be here. Great, and, uh, and we're grateful that you wrote such a, a quick turnaround article um, about how Friends meetings are responding, and, and tell us, how are they now, or how were they when you wrote this article three days ago, and how are they now? It's uh, so fast-changing. Yeah, even some of the conversations I had in the beginning, I had conversations with um, over a dozen friends talking to about what they're what they're hearing on the ground, and even throughout those conversations, the, you know, what meetings were doing was changing, so, um, you know, friends are adjusting to the times that we're in. Um, many meetings said in the beginning were not going to go all virtual are now all virtual meetings. Um, and I would say that there's a huge trend toward that. Um, any, like some of these larger gatherings of over hundred people, a lot of those are now online, uh, even more than when I started. And, and even when I submitted the letter, we were texting back and forth about Friends Meeting of Washington deciding to go all virtual. So, I mean, it's a fast changing pace uh, about these meetings. So I think if you attend a meeting on a Sunday, you might want to check their website to see if you're the only one that will be showing up that, mor that morning. Right. Do, do you have any kind of sense, um, or is it just all anecdotally, how many meetings are going to be worshiping uh, this Sunday? And yeah, I, I, it's hard to tell. Um, anecdotally, I would say that uh, I've received um, emails from meetings from all over the country. It's very geographically diverse in terms of where they are. Um, quite a few of them, not in just rural, but in urban areas as well. So it's, you know, we come, we have a religion that has an aging population. And I think there's a real concern among friends to take care of not only those that are older, but those that have um, health problems and, of course, not wanting to be carriers to other people. And so I think friends are trying to be responsible with how they're engaging with this. Um, but using Zoom and technology, um, you know, Zoom now allows you to not only call in verbally or uh, visually here, but you can also call in verbally. Uh, so that has been really helpful for friends. And the meeting that I go to is actually going to do our meeting on Facebook Live. So they're going to live stream it on their uh, Facebook page just to make it accessible to more people. So friends are trying to be really creative to make sure that uh, people have access to worship on Sunday so that they're still checking in with their communities. And I think that that's really great. Right. So how, how, is, how are these online virtual things? Is it where everyone is virtually calling in? Is it where those who are in a meeting house, you know, have the iPad or something and they're connecting with people who are remote or, or is everyone doing it differently? Just it seems to be huge. Yeah. yeah, the mechanics are really interesting. It seems to be varying by different communities. Um, like I mentioned, Friends Meeting of Washington is going to try this for the first time uh, with one person live streaming it on the Facebook page. So we'll see how that goes. I think there's going to be a lot of trial and error. It seems like a lot of meetings are going to be going virtual this weekend. Uh, so we'll be seeing how meetings are adjusting if this continues beyond, which it looks like it is based off of some of the cancellations of the larger places. Um, so we're seeing it, uh, you know, Facebook, um, we're seeing it on Zoom, like we are chatting now, which is, you know, a blessing to have. I was talking to a North Seattle Friends uh, Church, which I mentioned in my article, they did it last week. And they said that, you know, there was some time that they needed to spend in the beginning trying to get everyone on Zoom and anyone who's having technical difficulties. So they're advising that anyone who is doing a worship 
to be prepared for a little bit of a longer period of time, trying to get everyone on Zoom as possible. Another thing is if you have a large gathering, uh, trying to find someone who can do some of the admin work of making sure that people get on, having a point person and also a facilitator seems to be really helpful uh, because it's a lot of work to, you know, if you have 20 people in a Zoom chat, uh, it could be really difficult. Right, so it's a whole new sort of role in Quaker meetings here, a sort of new elders role to uh, manage the Zoom chat, so. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. We'll, we'll probably all be experts uh, at this by the end of the month. We're, we're all learning um, this. Uh, there have been some online worships, though, for, for years. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not like we're immune to this. And you give some resources for that um, in the article. So um, everyone should check it out and, and find out some of this because folks have been doing this um, in groups uh, for quite a while. Absolutely. We all are. Yeah, uh, and you know, there have been friends that have been meeting over Zoom to do some of their work within Friend World. So um, one of the people that I talked to said that they were doing it through for FGC work and uh, they were like, I know how to use Zoom. I have to do it for the anti-racism group all the time and doing worship in there. So I think friends that have experience with Zoom, it might be really helpful to sit alongside, if you are in an in-person meeting, just having everyone download the app just in case might be helpful, just so that, you know, if you do move to a virtual meeting, it might be a good option to stay in touch with folks. Great. And, and what about like, not just the, the worship time, but you know, this is a time of anxiety and um, some people are panicking and buying up all the toilet paper. And some people are saying, well, no, it's just the flu. We shouldn't overreact. So there's a, a lot of anxiety. You know, we're all trying to figure out like who to believe. Um, how are Quaker meetings, helping one another through that anxiety period. Have you heard from any friends how they're doing that? Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, posts and I've talked to a lot of friends who have started, you know, um, the pastoral care, the personal aid committees. They're doing a lot of uh, trying to find lists of people that might need groceries. Uh, friends meeting Washington mentioned that they were creating a list of people that might be vulnerable, um, people in those committees to kind of check in, especially uh, Debbie Churchman said they were starting a phone tree uh, she said that some of the millennials might be a little afraid of the phone tree, but that they were going to try to create, you know, one person calls another person, calls another person on kind of a weekly basis to check in and make sure everyone's doing okay. So there's really big opportunities for us to connect in community more often and talk to people who we might not always talk to, uh, which is a blessing. Uh, but I think it's really smart for friends to look at their resources, see what structures already exist. Um, you know, looking at your directory, making sure, you know, it's up to date if you are, you know, checking in with folks and making sure that those, you know, addresses and phone numbers and that you have email addresses and you're collecting them, you know, like information is going to be really important during this time period. So it's important for friends to have, you know, good contact information for folks just in case something happens. And even just knowing where friends live is really helpful. Um, I mentioned in my article that Friends Meeting of Washington started creating little Google groups based off zip code. So if you have a larger meeting, perhaps that might be a good resource so that friends know exactly who's living in their neighborhoods in case something happens. So in an odd way, this might almost bring us closer together. I, I mean, I know there are meetings where they're, they're kind of set in their ways and it's sort of that hour on Sundays when they get together. And so maybe we, you know, we'll use these old resources that we have, these structures that we have um, to actually help one another. That's kind of interesting to think about. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of opportunities through virtual, you know, not only are we going to be able to have these conversations, but 
recording them for later. You know, um, I'm preaching tomorrow at West Richmond and that uh, worship will actually be not only streamed live on Facebook, but recorded now so that friends can re reference back and having those types of memories in those spaces might be really helpful for folks. Um, and you can do lots of things on Zoom. You can have watch parties. Everyone can watch the same thing. You can, you know, share a screen and, you know, play a game or have reactions. We were playing with the different backgrounds before uh, we got on screen here. So there's a lot of opportunities for different types of community that I think friends might, um, as they explore the technology more, might be able to, there we go. <laughs> I don't know if they can see it. They have to see me talking. So there I go. Okay. I just had a virtual meeting house uh, behind me there. There you go. Yeah, yeah. it'd be great, you know, to have that template for any friend that wants it. You know, I'm sure um, I have a, a just a wood backing behind me. It'd be much more attractive on a Sunday to have those famous benches uh, behind me instead. <laughs> yeah, just uh, the, the Friends Journal office is uh, actually closed as of Thursday. So we've all been switching to remote and we all have remote, but um, Zoom meetings have gone from like once a week to like three times a day. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, different staff members have been changing the backgrounds and just doing other things and trying to think about, you know, 2 p.m. check-ins where we all just sort of stop what we're doing and we get on a Zoom channel just to, to chat. So I think finding ways of having face-to-face -face, um, is important, even if it is virtual and on screen. Um, we're still social creatures, aren't we? Yeah, it's now is the time to be, you know, creative and think and be intentional. Um, I was at the graduate, the mini grad uh, ceremony with at uh, Earlham, you know, Earlham College is closing, Quaker College, uh, they're moving to all online classes and the students there decided to have like a little mini graduation uh, before everyone had to leave. And so I think now's the time for us to be really creative about how we connect with one another and create these memories um, because, you know, it might be some time before we get back together. Great. Well, um, thank you here, Katie, for, for being on with us. Um, again, this article, it's the top article on the friendsjournal.org website. Um, and uh, I'm keeping together resources as I see them and putting them on the bottom. We'll definitely have your talk when it goes, uh, your, your ministry at uh, the meeting. We'll put that up on that list and share it on Twitter and Facebook for anyone who wants to see that. And uh, I'm sure there'll be much more to talk about. We're just at the beginning of all this and we're all learning. So, uh, just uh, hope everyone stays safe, you know, wash your hands a lot and uh, um, try not to be too anxious about things and we will get through this somehow. So thank you for being on here with me, Katie. Absolutely. Take care, Martin. All right. You too. Bye-bye.